you know, mindfulness isn't about putting a sticking plaster over stuff, but it does allow you to cope, better cope with life's downs. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Belinda Coton of belindacoton.co.uk. Belinda was introduced to us by the lovely Paula Gardner. As usual, she picked someone perfect for the show. Belinda is a coach specialising in career management and she is also a mindfulness teacher. She combines the two together to deliver the what and the how to clients. She particularly enjoys working with real client issues to help people build confidence gain clarity, identify strengths, review options and deliver change in individuals. Delivering open workshops and coaching in Cambridgeshire and Norfolk, she's written a free ebook, Seven Steps in Seven Days to Your Dream Job and is a volunteer facilitator for a self-confidence women's development group. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Belinda Coton of belindacoton.co.uk. So thanks for joining me, Belinda. Really great to have you here. Thanks, Joe. Good to be here as well. Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do and where you do it. OK, so uh, three things there. Um, so what do I do? It's probably the easiest thing to start with. Um, so I work with people who are feeling not sure about their life at work, um, wanting to um, maybe think they need to change jobs, um, maybe don't know how to do that, or maybe just feel so bogged down with work, um, maybe even feeling a bit burnt out that um, almost can't see the wood for the trees. So I work with people who um, want to get some fresh perspectives um, in terms of um, their working life, um, what they want to do. Um, And I've been doing that since 2001. And then more recently, the last five years, I stumbled and I was literally stumbled across mindfulness and um with no plan at all sort of six years seven years on i'm now a qualified mindfulness teacher so i I merge both of those things together so i tend how i tend to think about it is is the what is i you know i've worked with thousands of people and honed processes um that work um in terms of careers job search but also the mindfulness piece brings um the how to it as well um, in there so it sort of really combines the the what's and the how Um, so that's really what I do Um, who am I Um, who am I 
Um, I am self-employed, as I said, um, owner of two very delinquent Labradors who I've had to shut out the way so they didn't get background noise. Um, I'm also a carer, so um, I, I care for my husband. Um, yeah, that's it really. Yeah, that's me. And do you work from home? Yeah, I do. So I've got an office at home, which um, is great. Um, and I, I generally work around the Cambridgeshire and Norfolk area. Um, years ago, I used to Taz here, there and everywhere all over the country and had a bit of a change of lifestyle really in the last um, three-ish years. And so I've really cut back on that travel. Um, so I use Zoom um, a lot um, and that's great. Um, so you know, use that to communicate with people, connect with people um, all over the UK and I've even done some work recently um, with other people across the globe. So yeah, yeah. So I do get out and about. I do escape. So I feel like with the podcast and I keep saying I'm I'm an international podcast host now I have my international guests I say now I've had them throughout the whole thing but I keep sort of thinking oh yes I've got people from Australia and America and yes it's amazing how um how we just at the drop of a hat with all this technology now just talk to people all around the world in yeah. a way that we never could before in our businesses isn't it it's funny yeah and I I was really I've recently done some um, online learning and it was delivered via Zoom um tail end of last year and I was really um you know I've been involved in learning development in a previous life and I'm really really anti um and I have to say it was absolutely fabulous it was one of the best learning experiences I've probably had in a long while um fact I met people from such diverse backgrounds um built relationships you know the course ended quite a long while ago you know we're still in you know having regular catch-ups um how things are going and it it, it was the quality of the learning was as good as if that person was sat next door to me um in a, in a normal workshop environment it's fabulous really good yeah, that's really great to hear I mean I'm, I'm a real fan of online stuff and uh, as much as anything else because I like being in my home office and not going out <laughs> but uh, but yeah there's a lot of um sort of reticence to it still I mean we're still very much in the early stages I think aren't we of um of getting people's heads around the concept of of being able to do that um I mean there's there's obviously companies that only work remotely but you know in the main it's still quite a big development thing for people isn't it yeah yeah and I think it's changed I think the whole piece you know when I first started up um I can remember paying vast amounts of money so I had a proper office address yes um, you know uh because you were presenting the image to the outside world that you know we've got this building um, and there's not, that need isn't there anymore. You know, it's much more flexible. But you know, the other thing I hear, it's a real want, almost top of, pretty much up at the top there in terms of, you know, when I talk to people, okay, what, what you know, what are you looking for? Um, everybody, everybody, that's an exaggeration, but you know, to, to to be local and not have that travel. Yeah. Um, is just real and you know there seems to be some companies that are very open to it um, yeah recently had a couple of clients who've managed to negotiate that um, you know although I live in um, Cambridgeshire actually um, you know I, I can do some flexible working um, and the base office is in Bristol yeah um, and, and yeah other companies is just no, you have to be in the office, you know, you have yeah. to be at that specific time. Yeah. Um, and even clients being 
um, turned down for second interview because um, of a concern in terms of the length of the commute. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, just a bit bit of an aside and sounds a bit of a random example, but um, I, I'm a secretary of um, my choral society and our mm-hmm. musical director lives about an hour and a half away from, from us and uh, mm-hmm. when we interviewed him there was, you know, lots of sort of questions about that whole travel piece and you know to be fair he has stuck, been stuck on the motorway particularly for our last rehearsal before our concert <laughs> and we had to get somebody else in um but uh you know his point was well it's my choice you know I want to yeah, go and yeah, sing with exactly. these, work with these people so I make sure I'm there and I'm there on time and everything else and it's been really good so yeah, it's yeah. Thing, um, you know I, I do believe it's you know the individual of course as an organization you have to be you know comfortable that they're telling you the truth but uh yeah. You know, it's in, but again, it goes back to enlightenment, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, and again, I've had you know met people who said actually, you know, I've got that hour commute, and um, I really love that because it allows me, you know, in the morning it's space and I listen to stuff, listen to some podcasts, do whatever, um, and in the evening it really gives me a chance to unwind, chill out, and so the time I walk through that door, um, you know, I've had that transition uh, phase. So um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody's different, aren't they? Yes, that's true. So in, in common with most of my guests, you've obviously had some uh, transitions and changes in what you do and what you offer. Um, mm. Tell us a bit more about why you do what you do now. Um, yeah, it's a it's a mishmash of different things, really. Um, so I passionately believe that we spend so much time at work and the world of work has changed so radically and will continue to change that you know we get you know if you wind the clock back um even 30 years it it was people were just doing a job whereas people now it it almost gives a sense of identity uh, a sense of fulfillment all sorts of different things um and so people spend a lot of time potentially at work so i think it's really important um that you enjoy it um and sounds a bit cheesy but you know to be as happy and fulfilled as you possibly can um and we don't still um really get that much focus in terms of advice and guidance in terms of you know what 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 career what choice is going to be right for me um and you know we're now in a in a world where to a certain extent we can mold and, and make a job ourselves and, and form a career ourselves with a whole piece of portfolio working um so yeah it's a it's a it's a yeah it's um it's important and i think also i've been you know times i've had jobs that have been absolutely fabulous and other times i've been you know quite unhappy at work and it's you know it's the old adage people i don't think leave the job they actually leave their boss very often um so yeah it's yeah and, and also um i just find it absolutely fascinating um you know, I get to work with a huge range of different people and, you know, I work with them for a period of time and it's just, I just find it fascinating, the insights, potentially people I would never normally meet, um, people's different perspectives, people's outlooks on life. Um, yeah, just to have that 
uh, that time with that person. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, try and try and help and support them and um, get some change going, get some shift going for them. Um, yeah, be that confidence, motivation, or some more practical things, really. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I guess if I'm honest, I'm, I'm, I call it a very natural curiosity, um, is what I have. Um, but I think in, in reality, um, it, it's that maybe a little bit of nosiness as well in there. confident, totally confidential nosiness. <laughs> Lovely. So. You you talked about having uh, reduced your travel and and sort of changed to using Zoom and and you've also mentioned your carer as well. So how do you prioritise what you get done uh, in your work and in your your life, particularly working from home as well? How how do you balance mm. that or not balance that? I don't believe in balance. <laughs> <laughs> how do you integrate that? Is my word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, our our the change came. My husband was diagnosed. Um, very unexpectedly with multiple sclerosis um, and he had a pretty full-on job um, he was a landscape gardener um, he'd been an engineer for years um, and you know we were both busy <laughs> and um, just through necessity you know life changed um, so yeah it's been it's been very interesting <laughs> Um, it's been an interesting time. I mean, my husband was an engineer for about 30 years and then he was made redundant. He was then self-employed for about six years doing the gardening stuff. Um, and that was quite an interesting transition because suddenly it wasn't at home all the time, but, you know, we, he wasn't going off to work as much. Um, so, you know, and we live in an upside, what was an upside down house. So um, I've got a front bedroom as, as would have been we've moved it back but for some bizarre reason when we bought the house there was a um a lock on the door mm. to this bedroom and so i still have i still have a key like a door with a lock which is damned handy so i can, <laughs> I can lock myself in without getting into interruption so i think that's the challenge of working from home um especially if there's um other people in and around quite a lot getting that focus um, so yeah, I'm getting a bit off pace, but yeah, so to answer your question, um, I, I have, I'm, I'm not, I'm not particularly dogmatic about it, but I tend to around springtime each year, uh, do myself a little mind map, um, and think about some of the things that I'd like to do personally and professionally over the next 12 months. Is there a reason why it's spring? Um, I think probably because I stumbled across the idea in spring, so I've sort of stayed with the spring piece. Yeah. Um, I guess it's new beginnings rather than... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, I guess years ago, that was sort of when I thought, oh, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, and that gives me a bit of a, um, a bit of a roadmap, but, you know, I'm not, oh, I said I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it, but I, I, I look at that and sort of get a balance of different things that I want to do. Um, so that's sort of there in the background. And then the other thing I do, I'm a bit of a, I am an addictive list maker and um, a bit of a to-do list. And I'm so prehistoric, it's all on paper, I'm ashamed to say. Well, you were um, introduced by Paula and she's our paper guru, so uh, I'm not <laughs> I just love paper, I love stationery as well, but paper and pencil. And I'm, I'm okay on the, you know, quite 
IT literate, but yeah, something about paper in there. So yeah, it's um, it's doing that and then um, blocking out that time. Um, and you know, I am a um, and again, when I'm working with people, it's really interesting to talk about values. Um, and one of my big values that most most of the time our values are totally, you know, in our subconscious. But you know, going through this transition thing that's really popped up for me is um, I have this huge value, which I, I definitely came from my parents, which was you work hard for a living. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I don't have much, you know. I don't really have much problem in getting in here and getting cracking on and doing stuff. Um, but actually, it's not particularly served me well, um, you know, going through this transition where actually I need to be working a lot less and focusing on other things. Mm. Um, you know, it's been a real um, tussle because, um, you know, actually you do, you know, you have to be in your office at nine. And, um, so, yeah, it's been really interesting. I think it's actually actually added it's added in terms of the coaching and things that I do with people to have gone through that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I um, I talk a lot about how I started focusing on sort of the productivity, the power to live more stuff when I had, you know, my mum died and my late father-in-law was diagnosed with, with cancer. And I, mm-hmm. I often say I wish, wish we could learn those things without needing to go through yeah that trauma, you know i think um we end up appreciating it but you, you sort yeah, of think absolutely. could i not have learned it some other way please yeah yeah no you i think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head joe and and i think it is it's only when something you know if that hadn't have happened um yeah wow well, you know we have still been both of us going at three million zillion trillion miles an hour mm. um yeah and it, and it is when it's when something like happens as you say isn't it life-changing-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish
Yeah, and just really blocking time out um, in the diary. Um, yeah, but being flexible, I think, as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, another another lesson we have to learn somewhere on the line, isn't it? Flexibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. So, um, so you're mostly paper, but um, you do use technology, and you've mentioned Zoom. What are what are the other tools and apps that you use and find useful? Um, um, I'm okay on WordPress. I'm quite you know used to updating website and doing that sort of stuff. Um, I use Beacon for um, doing. Um, updating and making my um, articles look snazzy and um, e-books. I've not heard of that. What's Beacon do? What does it allow you to do? Beacon Beacon allows you to... um, What does it allow you to do? It's... So I've, I have written um, under Paula's guidance um, an ebook called um, seven, De- seven Steps in Seven Days to Your Dream Job. And that originally started out of life as an email um, piece. And I've morphed that onto Beacon and it's turned it into an ebook for me quite quickly and quite easily. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So um, you do lots of different formats. So you could do checklists or booklets or things like that and it just just yeah formulates things into um looking quite sexy and exciting on yeah. that so that's beacon um double with canva a bit mm-hmm. um i need to look into canva a bit more because i haven't sussed out all the functionality on that um yeah and that's it i think apps i sort of have linked in um, app just for speed and easiness. Um, I guess I'm not I'm not really an app person. I try and segregate myself from my phone as much as I can. Um, that sounds yeah. very formal. Segregate. <laughs> yeah, I do try and segregate. Um, and I'm, I'm trying at the moment just to check my email twice a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And leave it alone other times um, yeah. and that seems to be working actually mm-hmm. um, it's just yeah. so as you know it's so easy something pings in and, yeah. Um, yeah it's funny I'd, I'd always read that that was a good thing to do and then about three years ago I started just dealing with my email once a day and it does make a massive massive difference mm-hmm. and I was intuitively sort of assumed it would but couldn't quite do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah so um what about other people helping you to get stuff done? Um, obviously, you've mentioned Paula. That's the lovely Paula Gardner, who uh, was on show two and show 65, I think, and uh, introduces me to lots of my guests, <laughs> including you. Yeah. <laughs> you so, PR. Yeah, and um, part of Paula's action learning group, um, and I love action learning anyway. Um, so, yeah, I find that really useful. Um, I belong to a few um, sort of local to me informal networking um, pieces. We've got a, quite an active Peterborough Women's Development community um, here in Peterborough. Um, it's really good because we've got funding. Um, so active in that, um, I facilitated um, we were in a self-confidence group. So that ran last night. That's quite good. And actually talking about apps, there's a lady there. We are talking about building confidence and peripheral things to support us. And there's a lady there recommended an app. And she said it was a weather app. Um, I've got it down somewhere. What did she say it was? Can I find it? 
I think it was Axe U Weather, and she said it's great accurate weather, but it gives you lovely messages like um, things like "Go for it today," um, yeah. "You know you can do it," um, <laughs> stuff like that. So it's good work. Not that I've used it yet. Um, yeah, and I think having having friends, um, yeah. close friends. Um, I've got lovely neighbours. Um, I uh, being a coach, I also subscribe to um, having regular supervision, and that again, I think is really, really valuable. Mm. Um, really valuable to to, to learn um, yeah. and yeah. things like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, lovely. So, what about self care? What about looking after yourself? And I'm 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 quite interested given the situation with your husband whether you do carve out time for you or whether you feel that actually you probably should do more because you need to keep yourself healthy to help him sort of thing yeah yeah so that's well um that's very a question <laughs> yeah no it's a really insightful question actually because um yeah ultimately um it, it it does focus your attention that you know i've got to keep well i've got to keep um, healthy. Mm. Um, so I have a mindfulness practice. Yeah. And I've recently, um, the training that I've recently done, I've done something called mindful eating. So I've qualified as a mindful eating teacher, um, which is really about changing the relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've always eaten relatively healthily, but um, that's that's sort of change my perspective really on um things like that um i swim uh, really fortunate where we are there's a pool spitting distance from here so trying to swim pretty regularly um yeah. and yeah obviously dog walking um yeah, yeah. a lot and yeah so um, just tell us a little bit more about the uh eating mindfully because I, I do think mindfulness is a, is a bit of a sort of dark art um as far as a lot of people are concerned it's still a fairly new thing isn't it and i know it's not a dark art but you know i mean people sort of go oh yes whatever that is and they don't entirely understand it and you've just added in the food bit as well i think that'd be interesting yeah. tell us a bit more about that yeah okay um so if i explain my definition of mindfulness that might help i love that it's a dark car i was going to no, it's not. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, no i love that i love that because um i think what's happened is it's become um it's been infused into conversation yes, um yeah. you know people say we need to be more mindful and so it started to be used quite um ad lib um within within um you know the words and things we use so um mindfulness um originated um quite recently um mid mid 80s um a guy called john kabat-zinn um who was working out of massachusetts um did some work and, and created a whole concept which um has now moved on to what we call the eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program so it's a program really that teaches people um, about how to become much more aware um, about what's happening, um, happening with themselves, happening within their lives, and really how to cope with stressful situations better. So it's very practical, um, it's very pragmatic, um, and, it, and it builds within that, um, within that eight weeks. 
there's quite a lot of structure in there yeah um and as part of that uh, people tend to think it's just meditation it isn't it's it's a lot more um than that but one of the foundations of it um is really around um the breath um and focusing on the breath and, and the reason for that the reason john chose the breath to to be the, the model of that the module of that um is because the breath is always with us you know, it never leaves us um yeah. but it's something that's very much we operate on on automatic pilot yeah. so one of the practices that we do if anybody's been on um any mindfulness core training we do do an exercise called um mindfully eating the raisin um and the learning behind that is for people to start to be aware of their automatic pilot um yeah. which, which drives all of us so the mbe um builds on a lady called um dr Ch dr jean kinsella um formulated the program and um she worked alongside john um and it's it's taking the essence of the mindfulness piece um but relating it um to food so it's not specifically around i mean if people want to lose weight it can be focused around loss of weight it's really around changing the relationship to food um and really fascinating um you know working starting to work with people and understand you know creating that pause um you know stimulus as a response and in between what we're doing with mindfulness is creating pause and within that pause it's about giving us more choice in terms of how we react and what we do um so with regards to the eating it's really helping people understand more about um you know what are you hungry for um is it food um and if it is you know, go eat um whatever you want to eat um and but but it's really lots of people um and i certainly was eating because oh, actually i feel oh, i've got that report to do i just gonna have a little lunch <laughs> um and that, that that was me but you know other people it would be lots of different things you know they're feeling yeah. a bit undervalued but unloved um or whatever so we get a very structured program um yeah. to, to to work through that yes yeah interesting thank you i think uh, that uh will help people to uh understand that better hmm. so what about um relaxing i guess some of the things that you've talked about in terms of looking after yourself and your mindfulness um, is part of that is do you do anything else in terms of your own relaxation um yeah i do something um i get in the car and we get in the car and we go down the a47 and something happens so we go to norfolk i don't know if you've ever been to norfolk i have <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah i didn't discover norfolk for years so um and i get there's a, there's a specific roundabout um and i sort of turn off there and um the, the landscape changes and something happens um you just go oh and um yeah it's just a very very different way of life um you know there's no there's no motorways um shops don't open on sunday um I've got to drive 10 miles to get a supermarket. Um, Last time I went to Norfolk, I was in my caravan in, uh, it's sort of like the northeast bit of it. It's a 
okay home and i can't remember what it's called it was the national feast of lanterns with the camping and caravanning club oh. and you, you with your comments about technology and mindfulness will have been really happy because the mobile access was rubbish Me, traumatized yes exactly it's very difficult to get a signal it can go like a whisk of thing yeah um, but people uh people talk to you um yeah it's just it's um there's a lady over there who um i know um, and she rents quite a few holiday homes and she describes it i'm trying to think of her marketing blur but it's just lovely it's something like um come come and come come to norfolk um to find um to find the speak to find a place that used to be where time stands still, people converse, um, and something else. I can't remember these, but it's just yeah. spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you are painting yeah. a picture of it, apart from the yeah. mobile thing, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> is... I'm off to Scotland shortly, and we camp in a, a field on the uh, uh, in the middle of nowhere basically over a dune from the beach and uh, I've had 4G there for like years <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do combine the two I have to admit yeah there are some there are yeah I can tell you the spots where you can get it so, um, yeah. yeah 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 lovely oh, sounds that sounds really idyllic and I, I, I love the it's sort of like a ritual, isn't it? That driving, yeah. the fact that you described it as driving down the motorway and then, you know, turning at a certain round. It's just this point that the landscape changes yeah. radically and it's just, and yeah, you just, you can just feel everything drop. And, it, and it, the other interesting thing is um, I, I, um, I've worked, I do still work over there quite a bit, but um I've always, I'm always finding myself actually. I don't need to work over here, you know. It's and, it, and I find it it is a complete shutdown, switch off mm. um, place, and you know, just really recharge. I've never been anywhere um, like it, you know, anywhere in the world. And I've done quite a lot of travelling, but yeah, it's it's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely. So you briefly mentioned um, having uh, taken a course, and I, and I can't remember whether that was when we were on the podcast or before we started. It was at the beginning of the interview, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, self development. Um, what 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 do you do you do to to learn and, and improve yourself? I and mean, you've obviously qualified recently for for different uh, sort of offerings that you can provide for your clients. So so clearly you're moving forwards all the time. What what sort of things do you do? Oh, lots of things. Um, I think I'm self-confessed learnaholic, really. Um, yeah, I, I, if I, if I did nothing in the world, I'd just go on courses and probably <laughs> yeah. all on the Open University. So, yeah, I do. I don't have a structure for it, but um, regularly, um, I like going on one-day events. Um. I like going on um, networking type events. Um, yeah, just I haven't at the moment. I haven't got any courses um, or anything going. You know, I've I've done coaching courses. I've done neurolinguistic programming courses um, here and abroad. Um, I've recently done the MBE mindfulness eating. Um, I've done one-to-one -one relationship mindfulness. So it's just 
yeah, it just goes on really, and I, I really, 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 really enjoy it. Um, I probably don't. I'm not a. I mean, I do read, but I read complete trash, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a particularly business book. Um, you know, I, I read them if they're part of a course that I'm doing, um, but I don't. You know, sit and read that. I'll, I'll read other bits and bobs. Um, yeah. Clubbing yeah. um, yeah. cool. so webinars on the internet and stuff. Yeah, but it's all. I guess it tends to be a bit ad hoc rather than um, structured. Um, we're dabbling. My friend's given us our, her piano, so um, you know, I'm dabbling at the moment, learning the piano. Oh, lovely. That's what I do when I make my cups of tea. I go and have a little practice on the piano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lovely. Oh, it sounds like you need to find a course then. You sound to be, you sound to be yeah, I have identified, yeah, I have identified somebody actually who oh, okay. um, teaches oh, piano. Cool. But yeah, yeah, not got there yet. <laughs> lovely. So um, what about routines and rituals? We've already talked about your ritual for relaxation going to, to Norfolk. Uh, yeah. Are there certain things that you do? at certain times in certain ways to make sure things get done or that to keep you sane and you know that sort of thing um yeah I think I one of the things I um I tend to do I think we've I think we're really very forward looking um you know with that to-do list it's, it's very future focused and you know, quite future things so what I try and make time for towards the end of each month is just to go back um, through that diary and just have a reflect on some of the things so it's looking back and thinking okay you know what what did I find challenging in the last um, month um, yeah. and maybe things that were challenging so for example a couple of weeks ago I ran a new workshop um, so you know that had been quite a challenge putting it together for the type of audience that it was so you know reflecting on that you know what went well what did I learn from it um, what did I take from that and, and I find that really useful um, you know just to reflect back really and you know some of the things you think oh gosh you know that's I'd forgotten I'd done that because you're so forward in terms of thinking about the next thing you're going to do so that that works for me that reflection piece yeah yeah. Um, I don't really have any daily routines apart from the blooming to-do list um, and I guess an evening routine might be a little glass of Prosecco maybe I like that one <laughs> <laughs> well I'd probably go for a large glass <laughs> <laughs> lovely excellent so what about if things don't go right what about if you have a bad day how do you deal with that how do you get through that um, the Prosecco probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think doing even a short mindfulness exercise um just um one of the practices called sitting practice um and that just really allows you to focus in on what's going on for you mm. at the moment in terms of you know what's going on in the mind um what's going on in the body um, and what's going on with the feelings in terms of the emotional piece so that I think is invaluable um, yeah. it's been a bad day that really grounds me settles me mm -hmm. and I have to say I, mean, I don't have that many bad days to be honest no well I guess that's the beauty of the mindfulness in the first place isn't it it's, yeah. I, I talk a lot about my um 
gratitude um three things that I do every day that I've been doing religiously since January and I really feel that's made a big difference on those ups and downs and yeah, yeah I, I'm would you say the mindfulness helps without you specifically doing it you know as in you don't get those bad days because you've got that regular sort of investment in it um I wouldn't say you don't get bad days um at all so you know mindfulness isn't about putting a sticking plaster over stuff but it does allow you to cope better cope with life's downs um when they come um it just allows you to get a much better perspective um on things so it just allows you to be with things much 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 more, um, much more effectively. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, um, that, that, that isn't what it's about at all. And, you know, it's fair to say, and it's not for everybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of evan- evangelical people going, you know, it's perfect. It, it isn't for everybody. So, no. um, but, but, you know, if it works for, for me, if it works for some people, then that's great. Yes, yeah, yeah. So what about uh, a day where you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I talk about that being getting the chance to do the things you really want to do, not the things you should do or you have to do. What what does that day look like? (laughs) Um, That day is where um, I've maybe been somewhere new. Um, So maybe somewhere where I haven't been before, which has been a really nice place, somewhere that I've really enjoyed, Um, where I've potentially met new people. Um, where definitely I've had some stimulating conversations. Um, so being with people, um, yeah. definitely, definitely around having a lot of laughter and having a lot of fun. Um, but also that conversation piece, um, talking to people, meeting people, hearing people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And the day when you when you sort of asked me that question the thing that pinged into my mind I recently went to um I went to a lunch it was a birthday lunch and I, I knew the person whose birthday it wasn't I knew one other person's last about two weeks ago and um the person had um it was a lovely idea she it was her birthday and she said she'd asked she wanted to ask um influential people who've been influential in her life influential women and I thought it was just such a lovely idea so very few people knew each other because they were from sort of different compartments of this person's life but it was a really lovely day um we had lunch and yeah just a real diverse mixture of people uh, women um you know all met uh, with this one person in common we just had such a good time um yeah and it, it was all those things I'm I love second. the sound of that I love the sound of that I was talking the other day about how on reflection I realized that I don't really like small talk when you go to those sorts of things so so when I look back and see you know those events where I've enjoyed them or not it's been ex- those sorts of things that you've just described where you you know you do get the chance to to talk more deeply to people which I guess was quite a natural thing because you know she'd picked you all for a certain reason which probably yeah. gave you all something in common other than well, her. She said that afterwards she said what a relief that you all got on. Yes yeah yeah interesting. Lovely so thank you so much for joining me Belinda it's been really interesting talking to you and you know having that focus on on what you do has been a, a real sort of addition to, to the questions as well so how can people find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, well just say thank you Joe. Um, 
I enjoyed talking. I was actually enjoyed talking to you. So thank you for your time. Um, my website is all the W's, BelindaCoton.co.uk. And also if you just search for my name on LinkedIn, I think there's only one Belinda Coton, you should find me. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. And if you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 71, then you'll be able to find them. I'm recording this on little Dodsie's birthday. She's 12 today. And uh, I was just looking back on Facebook memories. And it did say a few years ago that she told me I could keep calling her little Dodsie until she was 12. So I don't know if that means when she turned 12, we'd have to stop or whilst she's still 12, it's okay. So whether we've got another year or not. (laughs) So on last week's newsletter, I shared a tool which I found as a result of a Google search. So uh, as I said in the newsletter, if you know me, you'll know that quite often when I need to do something or I've found a a sort of um, something that's annoying me or isn't doing what I need it to do, I'll go off Googling and see if I can find a solution. And I I was finding that I use a Windows laptop and I have an iPhone and an iPad. And I do actually use bookmarks on my Chrome browser on my laptop quite extensively. And I don't tend to use them on the mobile devices as much as anything else because I'm using Safari on there and they don't, they don't exist. So the ones that I create on my laptop weren't syncing, obviously, to Safari because they wouldn't because that's Chrome and uh, Safari is a different browser. So I thought to myself, there must be a way of getting these to sync uh, or at least copying them into the Safari bookmark system. So I went off Googling and sure enough, I found uh, an extension for Chrome which is called the iCloud extension. And it's not just for what I'd need it for. You can also use it to sync your iCloud photos and also your uh, documents that you're saving if you are in iCloud to your Windows laptop as well. But for me, it was about the bookmarks. So I installed it on my laptop and pretty much straight away, it synced the bookmarks that were in Chrome with those that I have on Safari and I've been able to go in and edit so that I've just got the ones I want as opposed to you know you sometimes you end up with stuff bookmarks that you haven't really organized and I hadn't really organized the ones on my mobile devices so now I've organized them so that basically the bookmarks that I've got in both places are the same and they are constantly syncing and so that's really cool so when I'm on my iPad and I want to find something that I would normally just use a bookmark for on my laptop, I now can. So uh, that's really cool. So I've shared that with you. If you just go into the Chrome extension directory and just do a search for iCloud or just into Google and just search for iCloud Chrome extension for Windows and the link to that will pop up if that's something that's been uh, causing you some botheration too. And in that newsletter, I also launched my challenge for September, which I spoke about, I think, on last week's podcast. So basically, from the 1st of September for 30 days, so every day in September, I'm going to be emailing out to people who want to take part in the challenge, a link to a blog post. Uh, So there'll be a different one every day. So that's 30 blog posts with lots of tips and strategies around how to reduce and avoid burnout and reduce fatigue. I just figured it was a good time of year to do it after all the uh, 
enjoyment and perhaps excesses of the summer holidays and also with that whole back to school feeling I don't know about you but I've always really loved September for sort of a new start and and having everything fresh and uh, you know all your your pencils and your rubbers and everything all brand new (laughs) ready for school Uh, so I figured September would be a good time to think about how we can organize our lives so that we can get to live more which is what what I talk about as you know getting to do the things that you want to do but also doing that in a way that we're not completely burning out or or just sort of over sort of over committing ourselves uh so that you know we end up so tired we can't really appreciate it so yeah I'd love you to to join me in the challenge there's as I said a daily email from me and it won't be really onerous I did consider calling it something other than challenge because that makes it sound even more daunting but uh you know I guess people know what a challenge involves so I've left it as that but it won't be too challenging uh so um yeah there'll be a daily email a link to the blog post and there's also a Facebook group so that we can share you know the things that we're doing and trying and what's working for us as well so so I'd really love you to join us uh in that if you're interested please go to joedodds.com forward slash challenge burnout and you'll be able to sign up there or if it's not for you but you know somebody who you think would really benefit then please feel free to share that link with those people I'd really love to see if I can help them during the month of September so again the link is joedodds.com forward slash challenge burnout and again, the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 71. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more. 